Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Well, thank you for joining us here today at Fortress of Faith. This is Tom Wallace. This week we've been talking about the steps to radicalize a Muslim. There's 10 of them that we have uh, laid out. And these are traits, these are things that you will certainly see in the Muslim mind, in their belief system. And when a Muslim holds these things to be true, when these are established in their heart, these points that we've been talking about this week, uh, they will be led to carrying out militant activity. They will uh, be involved in jihadi uh, attempts. And so uh, not everyone has the courage, not everyone follows through. And most of the jihadis, these fundamentalists, they hide under the cloak of being a moderate. They have a public voice, a public uh, face, and a private face. This is what they really believe privately, but don't share with us publicly. Listen now as Sharam Hadian and I, who was a former Muslim, now a Christian, as uh, he and I discuss the last uh, five points, the steps of radicalizing a Muslim. Here we go. Point number six, which is establish that Allah only rewards his faithful servants and punishes the disobedient. Why is this so important? Because... We're going to see here in the next few that Muslims have no guarantee of salvation unless they're very obedient to what Allah says they have to do. So now this is a very strong motivation that, look, Allah punishes those very severely, even with hell, if you're disobedient. And so, Tom, they better follow along, right? They better actually carry this out. And this is where you get the adherence to fundamentalism yeah well i mean their eternity depends on this doesn't it i mean uh they must earn allah's favor and that's very difficult because allah's the capricious one i mean even some of his uh closest friends uh, wasn't it abu bakar uh, who yes. said even if i had one foot in paradise i'm not 100 percent sure that you know that i will actually going to end up there you know that's right that's right and so there's kind of like conflicts or contradiction of their teaching. There's only yes. one way to be guaranteed, but even <laughs> even that's not even fully a, a sure thing in some ways. But go ahead. Well, I was going to just add that, um, you know, Islam is highly structured. And so when we see somebody being fundamentalized, you start seeing more structure in their lives. They are following the daily prayers very strictly. They are following the dress code very strictly. They're following the conditions of their dietary restrictions very strictly. They are following the Ramadan um, uh, uh, you know, conditions very strictly. So you start seeing these things happen because they're trying to be faithful. Well, it doesn't stop with the five pillars. It then goes into the sixth pillar, the unofficial pillar, which is jihad. And that's what Tom gets into our point number seven, which is that the only guarantee of salvation now is through an act of jihad. Let's cover this because that's what this is how they're going to be a faithful servant. Yeah. Because you go, Sharam, how, how can they be faithful? What's your definition? Ah, you have to make sure that you're actually following not only all the five pillars, but the unofficial six pillar, jihad. Yeah, uh, we'll put this in our notes, but uh, there's a passage in one of the hadiths where Muhammad had said this. 
that one hour, 60 minutes, on the battlefield performing jihad is worth as much as 60 years of prayer. Right. I mean, if you're trying to be faithful in your prayers and do it faithfully for 60 years, uh, one way that you would have as much points, brownie points in heaven, in Allah's eyes, is that you spend 60 minutes on the battlefield performing jihad. Exactly. I mean, uh, don't tell me that jihad isn't important to the to the religion of Islam when they hear their prophet putting so much value into right. that. And, and so and, that, that that's and important. Tom, they we, understand there's there's a the reward for the faithful. Sorry, go ahead. Absolutely. And no, I apologize. I didn't mean to interrupt. Uh, we will put in the notes again the definition of jihad. But I do want to point out two two things very quickly. One, that jihad is a communal obligation. So every Muslim is commanded to carry out jihad, even if it's not physical jihad. We know there's cultural jihad, there's jihad of the pen, uh, and jihad of the sword. Number two, it is also a personal obligation. So one, they must personally engage. Number two, they have to communally engage. So this is why the, the, the person who's going to be radicalized, quote-unquote, uh, they're not only carrying it out for themselves, which gets into point number eight, they're carrying out for the community. And this is important to understand is because maybe someone can't physically fight in jihad or go become a martyr, but they can support it financially, mil militarily, by the pen, by the lawsuit, by cultural jihad, and so forth and so on, including lying, by the way, which is part of jihad. But Tom, let's, let's get to the real motivation of jihad. For the individual person, the individual person who is carrying out jihad, the real motivation is salvation. That's the real motivation uh, because in point eight, establish that the greatest rewards are to be for the shaheed. The shaheed is the martyr. And in the notes, Tom, I know we'll put the seven blessings of the martyr. Let's quickly cover those two that really everybody should know of the, you know, what is a martyr and, and what are the blessings? Yeah, a martyr is someone who dies performing jihad, dying for Allah. And the sixth blessing is what we hear the most of. He'll be married to 72 Al-Horalin. These are the virgins that he'll be married to. So he will have the appetite of a hundred men for sex and food, and he'll be able to ravish the 72 virgins who'll be eternally renewed. And uh, this is, again, in the Sunnah, in the Hadiths. And, uh, and it's what they, they believe it, and a, a, someone who is being fundamentalized, they're going to turn to those scriptures. If Muhammad said it, and he committed and com did these things and commanded these things, then you as a faithful Muslim must do it, and the reward is a promise. You can guarantee yourself. And the seventh and, blessing, and, and, go and tell them the seventh blessing. Yeah, and the seventh blessing, which oftentimes gets left out because we focus so much on the 72 virgins, it's really even more important now. It says that at the, at the, at the shedding of the drop of the martyr, that he will be able to intercede for 70 of his relatives. So now when the martyr is killed in an act of jihad, and remember, jihad isn't that they just, you know, kill themselves. It's that they have to kill non-Muslims in the act of taking their own life or, or losing their life. Now 70 of their family members get to go to heaven with them. And Tom, we would call this collective salvation, that this is why when we see those who are martyred, this is one of the, the biggest draws of fundamentalizing, particularly young men, is one, the whole sex and uh, uh, virgin aspect of this, 
Number two, I get to be a hero with my family. Yeah. My goodness, Tom, if I kill myself, my whole family is going to heaven. And I personally saw this in Iran. I have reports of many Palestinian mothers raising. They'll pick a child and they'll call him their, their little Shahid. And they raise right. him every day, reminding him, oh, Ahmed, you're going to be our little Shahid who will bring salvation to your family. Great, wow. Have great honor in, in heaven. Be one of, uh, have the highest place, the highest reward, our little Shahid. So he's raised with the idea that he's going to be the one who brings salvation. And, uh, and to do it, he has to kill the Kafir. All right, let's go and quickly to number nine and ten because we're running out of time. Quickly, number nine. Uh, to radicalize a Muslim, it must be established in his heart that the people of the book, that's the Christians and Jews, have corrupted the world, the West especially, with their Judeo-Christian democratic, a, a democracy style of government. That that is a, a fault, a lie from hell. That's not how things are to be ruled. And democracy is it. And it's the people of the book that did this. That's, that's the key, is the fact that they believe, since the, since the devout Muslim believes according to teachings of the Quran, that the Bible is corrupt, that the people of the book, the Jews and Christians, have corrupted the message of Allah. Well, they blame the Christians and Jews for bringing Judeo-Christian uh, democracy or, or, or representative government to Europe, to Canada, to Australia, and, of course, to the United States of America. Therefore, those things are against the Sharia because the Sharia teaches that it, is, it must be governed with a religious a leadership like in Iran today where you have a religious leadership the Ayatollah Khomeini is the supreme leader not the president and that's uh, fundamentally why they hate quote-unquote democracy is because they believe that there is no democracy the Sharia is the final message and who has brought democracy the pesky Christians and Jews and that's why we got to destroy that now finally Tom let's get to point 10 here because this is really a litmus test. The final thing to fundamentalize or radicalize a Muslim is establish that Israel, here we go, the Jews, right? Israel is stealing the land God promised to the descendants of Ishmael and that Muhammad commands the death of every single Jew on the planet Earth. Wow. Yeah, and that's one of the things when we get into how to tell whether your Muslim friend is a terrorist or a jihadi, is uh, get talking about Israel and see where they go yes. with that yeah. because uh, this this will be established in their heart that uh, Israel is stealing the land that Allah promised to Ishmael because in the Quran it says when Abraham took his son to be offered to test the faith of Abraham that he took his son Ishmael the firstborn right. son the one yes. who has the uh, the in, the rights to the inheritance, but the Jews rewrote the Old Testament, the message. They've lied and they've given that to Isaac, and they're stealing the land. And this is very important because every Muslim who has been fundamentalized will believe sincerely in their heart that Israel needs to be pushed into the sea. Every Jew needs to be slaughtered and that they are the enemies of God. They hate the Jews with a passion. And what's interesting, Sharam, and quickly, we don't have time, but isn't it interesting when a Muslim gets saved, how the transformation in their heart is towards the people of Israel? 
to the Jews. Isn't that something? That is something, and, and that's one of the uh, consistent messages that I hear from Iran, from the Iranians who are getting saved to Christ, that they, f- they start falling in love with Israel, praying for Israel. And that's why, Tom, in the, in the next program, um, we, we, we use this as a litmus test question, is I question uh, those who claim to be Arab Christians or even uh, Christians uh, who say, you know, they have a, you ask about Israel and the, the blood starts boiling. Um, I want to add one thing to th- that it's not just the land issue, which as you brought up is absolutely the case, but that Muhammad himself in the Bukhari twice, at least two different Bukharis states that not only are, are, are uh, Muslims commanded to fight every Jew until there is no Jew left, but goes further and says that Jesus is coming back, the Jesus of the Quran, not the Jesus of the Bible, is coming back as a sidekick to Muhammad, and he will do three things. He'll destroy the cross, which means he'll destroy Christianity. He will kill all of the pigs, which are Jews, Jews. and he will destroy or abolish the jizya, because the jizya, that, that extortion tax for the dimitude, will no longer be needed because there's no longer any non-Muslims. Yeah. That's what they claim. So it, it is not only... The, 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 when we see someone who, who's a martyr uh, or, or who is, quote-unquote, radical talking about how much they hate Israel, we go, oh, wow, they're so radical. No, they're not. It is consistent with not only what Allah promised, but it is consistent with what Muhammad commanded, that every Muslim must fight every Jew until there's no longer a Jew. Well, folks, uh, we're out of time for today. We kind of rushed through those last two points. So tomorrow, I want to return back to the subject and just uh, spend a little bit more time in discussing these traits or these points of how to radicalize a Muslim. I hope you'll join us. God bless you. Have a good day.